Hello. Welcome back to How Not To Be An Asshole. I'm your host. Are we doing, a, are you doing the intro now? Yeah, I'm doing the intro. I'm your host. Hello. Todd. You like that? Yeah. Welcome. Yo, 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 yo. This isn't going very smoothly. Welcome back to How Not To Be An Asshole. I'm <laughs> one of your hosts, Todd, and that's your other host. G'day. Dominic. That's Dominic Coe. And fucking Dan's here. Bloody we Dan. We got Dan there. He's got a migraine, but he's okay. Have you got a migraine, Dan? I'm sorry they talked about meth through the whole episode then. Um, Maybe if you had a bit of meth, that might fix your migraine. <laughs> we've, we've, come up, we've come up with a plan to, <laughs> to make sure we hit all the important points we need to hit. So before we get into today's podcast, How Not To Be An Asshole is available on all platforms. That, all of that them. includes Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. You don't need to list the platforms. Yeah, all the platforms. If you just if you just say all, I think that sums it up. If it's not on the platform you prefer, let us know. We'll fight them. Um, yeah. When listening to our podcast, if you could subscribe, like, vote them up. We need to pass Ben Shapiro and Mike Hosking in the podcast charts, please, because it's fucking demoralizing. Um, also, big thanks to everyone that's done that already. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we, this is another part we often forget is to thank our listeners, uh, our Patreons, people supporting us. Uh, word of mouth is a big way of growing this community, and I guess that's kind of what we're about, is creating and growing communities, and that's what we want yeah. want this to be. That's pretty important to us, so um, berate your friends. And if you want to go to the Patreon, you can financially support us. And we can buy Dan some bamboo socks. Yeah, and um, the, that joke will make sense when you listen to the podcast. There's, yeah. Um, the, but yeah, and so even if you just want to give a dollar or whatever, um, that is awesome. Yeah, you can support the Patreon for as little as dollar a month. And for that, you get... Dollar a fucking month. You get the same... Can't get shit for a dollar. You get the same shit that someone who's not contributing does. But what you do allow us to do is to cover our costs and promote this and grow the community. And eventually we're going to buy a yurt. Is that what it's called? Like a tent? Yeah. Mongolian tent thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we... What do you, what do you want one of those for? Oh, because then all, all us and the podcast community can live in it. A giant yurt. Yeah. Or quite a small one, but we're just quite squashed up. Yeah. Anyway, um, without further ado, um, let's get into episode three, season three. How not to be an asshole. Did you want to say something, Todd? Kind of, but I'll just let it. Okay, I'll, no, go, go, go. No, I'll just let it slide. We'll move into the music. No, what is it? Dan, give us the give us the fucking theme song, Dan. Welcome back. A little bit older, a little bit uglier. We couldn't get another producer, so Dan's back as well. Look at, look at this, Dan. We can divulge all this now. This is what, this is what Todd's been itching to get into. <laughs> I don't necessarily like him, but I respect him. Well, everyone needs jewelry. He's a maniac. It's further to him cripple. It, this is an audio podcast, Don. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Dan? It's a pleasure to introduce this week's guest... She is a sustainable business owner. Is this one of the little things that you've written, Todd? No, nah, this isn't written at all. Oh, this is off the top of the dome. <laughs> she is a worldly woman, and I am her uncle. Uh, this week's guest is Kara Cooper. What? I, th- I thought you guys were cousins. <laughs> huh? He tells people that he's my uncle. Really? As in, he tells women that he's my uncle. Because her mum is my cousin. Mm. Huh. Fancy uh-huh. that. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm worried that my mic's recording quietly, Dan. Does that matter? You sound noisy to me. Um, 
That's, that's fine. Ah, oh, fuck Jesus. it. All right. Cut that out, Dan. <laughs> no, no, keep that in. Keep all this gold in, Dan. It's all going in. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Cara? I haven't seen you yeah. in years. Didn't I see you recently? No. Did you? When were you last here? Like two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's recent, right? When you're old. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Do you want to say on the podcast, Cara? How old am I? I am 21. Oh, yeah. Do you miss Dan? Yeah. I do miss Dan. Yeah. Because so, I just remembered when you guys used to live together in that weird um, flat. The porno house. house. Which one? The one the with one... like five bedrooms? Yeah. And, and it had the, and you were the scared of Dan because he was a meth addict at that point. Oh, yeah, the bathroom with no window. Are we allowed mm. to talk about your meth addiction on the podcast, Dan? <laughs> no, it's all cut. This is <laughs> <laughs> so I just remembered that your mum listens to this. Surely yeah. she, she knows what you get up to, though. You mean math, not meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, you know, like there's, there's certain layers to Dan and we've uncovered a few of them, but he's still pretty mysterious to Dom and I. I feel like if he's an onion, we've barely taken off the outer skin. Yeah. What, what, what things have you found out about Dan? That he's an arsonist. Um, <laughs> that's you know about it. Do you know that um, last time we were doing the podcast, like three or four years ago, we went round and Dan was a bit out of sorts. He was sort of, sort of sweaty and dishevelled. And we said, what happened? And he said, I took heaps of drugs. And then I went on a VR, um, did a VR virtual reality <laughs> thing. Fuck off, right? Stu- we were stuck in a room. And I was just like, this sounds horrible. And he- what was That's it called, Dan? Up. It's not made up. It's if recorded. you go back and listen to the old episodes, it's all... Are you married, Dan? Am I what? Are you married? No. Oh. Do you still have cats? Cat. Oh, don't bring it up yeah. as a touchy subject. Yeah, Jeez. his cat has cancer. Does it? Yeah. After years of Todd ridiculing it. Mm, fair. Emotional cancer. Man, I, <laughs> so wasn't, you're, what? I wasn't alone in ridiculing the cat. I think you were. I think if you go back and listen to those old episodes. It was all me? Was, yeah. It was all you. I was telling us, <laughs> like, Todd, stop it. You'll I don't even cat sick. I don't even care. I'll wear it. I don't care. Yeah, that's because you're a pescatarian. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> <Talk> about animals. <laughs> So you're an underwear impresario now. Yeah, I am. Would you like to be an influencer? You You could read poetry while wearing a thong. Okay. I actually had someone ask me if I wanted to wear their watch and then they would give me a watch, but (laughs) I just felt like there's no way it wasn't some kind of internet scam. You should have just taken the watch. Hey, I think, yeah, I got hit up by a watch company like a couple of weeks ago. It seemed like bullshit though. Did you take a watch? No, I didn't respond to them. <laughs> so, so your your company, Cara, is mm-hmm. a ethical, sustainable business. Mm-hmm. Could you? I still don't even really know what that entails. <laughs> so basically, what it means is the fabric that I use is a sustainable fabric. It's bamboo, mm. so it's the best fabric to use in terms of sustainability because it only takes rainwater to grow. And you don't need to de-root it to um, process it. You just cut it off at the stem and then it regrows. Bamboo, you say? Yeah. Sounds mad. All my socks are bamboo. It's so much better than cotton. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. Way better. It's way softer than cotton. We should say the name of... I mean, my things are expensive because everyone gets paid fairly. No, but I mean, (laughs) is it expensive to use the bamboo? It's, well, it's expensive to, well, it depends what kind, like, what you buy. Are your socks you could, expensive, Todd? No. Your bamboo socks? 
No. But did, did you know about this, Dan? I suspect I'm not getting my socks from You didn't it. know bamboo was fabric? No. They do really good bed sheets. Huh. Really silky. And it's really good for um, the best thing to put on your body because it's naturally, it, um, it's moisture wicking. So it takes like sweat away and it keeps you warm in the winter. But how did you end up like, because I'm sure the last time I saw you, you weren't doing this. <laughs> two years ago, I would have been doing it. <laughs> no. I don't think we did see each other two years. I reckon the last time I saw you was when I came over and you were still living with Alice. So that was like... Oh, yeah, I wasn't doing it then. Five years ago. I started doing it in 2016. It's sort of like that's when I started planning to do it. How long did it take to get off the ground from like nothing? It took two years from the like plan... Once I started researching and trying to find places where I could get it made. And then it was a really long process to go through the design and fitting and then actually getting samples and product. It takes way longer than, than I thought it would. It was so hard that if someone <laughs> told me it was going to be that hard <clears throat> before I started, I wouldn't have done it. But I'm glad no one told it's me. It's like this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No one, yeah, no one told us it was going to be this um, popular and, you know, overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I, I think my original question, what I actually wanted to know about a sustainable ethical business is, are you held to a standard to be able to advertise yourself? Is that yeah? Or? So my things aren't made in a factory; they're made mm. in Bali, and like, so a collective of women that work from home. So I went over there in. I think this, the New Year's between 2017 and 18, and they were doing the sampling process there, so I met everyone. And, and have you been to Bali? Yeah, once. Yeah, so the, you will know the Balinese people are, like, very chill. Everything's, like, on their time. There's, there's no sort of pressure in there. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why... Everything takes so long. And because it's made in small batches and not in a factory, it takes a really long time to get, like sometimes 14 weeks. Yeah, yeah. But how did, you get, the, how did you get the initial idea? Because like whenever I think about starting a business, I just feel tired and need to lie down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just thought of it. I wanted to do something like that. Like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in like, terms of making something, like producing something to sell and the, it was Kirby as well. Kirby had a lot to do with the um, thought process of doing underwear, but just sort of bouncing ideas about what we could do, what I could do. And uh, yeah, we came up with underwear. Amazing. And here we are. Here oh, we are. We should, we should say the name of the brand for listeners who might be curious. We just had a five minute conversation. It's Bear Boutique. Mm-hmm. B-A-R-E, yeah. B-A-R-E. <laughs> What's one of your earliest memories of Todd? Um, my earliest memory of Todd was when, oh, no, there's probably early ones in that. I think the story is Bless and Matthew, our cousins, telling me that he blew up a caravan. Did you blow up a caravan, Todd? Well, I, I set it on fire. <laughs> it was, the story was is that he blew it up. Really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, so that must have been through the family grapevine. Interesting. Yeah. It was like kids gossip. Why did you yeah. blow up the caravan for, Todd? I was pissed off at my stepmom. 
Turns out Todd's an arsonist. Not yeah. the only one, eh, Dan? <laughs> but, but I quit, like, years before Dan got into it. Like, I was kind of a, ahead of the curve. I picked up where you Did you have a sort of like a midlife crisis, Dan, and found arson? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where's this all going? What's happening? And then you're suddenly burning things down. <laughs> Heavy There's fire. a really great um, baby picture of Todd at my mum and dad's wedding, and he's wearing a sailor outfit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to get hold of that? So that oh, you can... I'd like that. We can make that the um, yeah. photo for this episode. Why, yeah, easy. Why'd they put me in a fucking sailor outfit when they could have just given me one of those, you know, the tuxedo t-shirt? Because you probably wanted to wear the You'd sailor outfit. You'd be cute outfit. in a sailor outfit. Speaking, speaking, of, cute. speaking of t-shirts, Cara, if I got you, one of my favorite podcasts recently, Chapo Trap, Trap House put out a t-shirt that's 10 rules for dating my uncle. If I, <laughs> if I bought you that, would you wear it? Yeah, for sure. Do you want to hear the rules? Yeah. Rules for dating my uncle. One, get a job. Two, understand I don't like you. Three, I'm everywhere. Four, you hurt him, I'll hurt you. Five, get him home 30 minutes early. I feel like we're just stealing another podcast's um, material here. No, but it's relevant to our relationship. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. I have more than than one uncle. I have disdain for my uncle. Maybe can I just read out my favourite rule? All right, come on then. Number eight, here's my uncle, not your conquest. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Todd will still now, it's like adults, send me off to talk to girls for him. Really? When when yeah. did when did that last happen? <laughs> Go and get me hurt. It was usually at section eight. <laughs> well, this p- paints me in a real bad light. <laughs> Leave speaking, that one in, Dan. Speaking of um being painted in a bad light, uh, you've had some misadventures recently, Cara, that I was interested in, in discussing tonight. Yeah, my nails. This is what oh. the quarantine's doing to me. Oh dear. But you're out of quarantine now, aren't you? Yeah. Two days out. Isn't Australia's quite lax? It is pretty lax, but I've been locked in a room. And Lani um, just posted a video of everyone at the beach. Yeah, did you see oh, yeah. all the cars there well, they too? Live there. Yeah. There was but like. Did, but, oh, in Torquay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fucking Australians. Oh. Edinburgh Gardens was built yesterday. Really? Yeah. I had a dog, and I've also got a wristband that says COVID 19. <laughs> to say that I've done my quarantine. Nice. So but clean, it doesn't but if yeah. you go back outside though then you just it undoes no, the whole no, thing. No, not me, I'm clean. I've got a certificate. It's signed by the New South Wales government. If if you they, show that to the disease when it turns up. <laughs> if you do have it, do they brand you somehow? Kinda of like, you know, in a No, they're, just they're wanting to. They're wanting to digitally brand everyone. Oh yeah. But there's that app in South Korea, I think. I might be talking about my ass here, but I'm pretty sure there's a <laughs> app there which um, is only medical professionals can see it, but it says whether you've had it or not, and they want to make it public so that everyone can see. Ooh. Well, it's good if you've had it, right? Because then you can't get it again. Well, they don't know, like, because now yeah. some people are turning up positive again, and they don't know whether they never actually got rid of it or whether they caught it again. Or bad ah. tissue. Okay. I think you yeah. Do you think Australia is taking it the most lax at any country in no, the world? No, right I don't. I think that's ta- it's being taken seriously here. It doesn't seem to maybe be it's just maybe it's just a bubble that I live in. I live in but the inner just, north. You but know, you just said that everyone was there. at Edinburgh Gardens. Yeah, so exercising. As for the Edinburgh Gardens, you can't is exercise when you did. Edinburgh, but full on like exercising. Basically, people bringing their home gym to the park. 
I should have taken a photo. The park's full of anti-vaxxers, so if you want to... <laughs> If you want to go first fight an anti-vaxxer, you know where to There's find it. There's danger them. tape all over the playgrounds. But, Cara, so you were in proper, like, you, weren't you quarantined in a hotel or something? I was quarantined at the Hyatt Regency in Sydney and I had a $90 a day allowance for room service. Did you feel like... Bad. Do you feel the like... The cheapest bottle of wine was $57. Damn. Do you yeah. feel like Tony Soprano? You know when he has to go hide out in the... Um, it's a famous hotel, I forget what yeah, it's called. Yeah, but he had a suite. I had a tiny room. He did have a suite. But where, I were you, also, where were you coming back from? From LA. Yeah. Were you doing underwear business there? I was, yeah. Sure, you are doing sex business, eh? I did a bit of sex business too. Dick appointments. <laughs> dick appointments across the globe. I have a lover in LA. Really? Uh, yeah. It's exciting. What does your lover do? He works for Apple Music. Yeah? Oh, shit. Mm. Tell him to bump us up the charts if he could. Yeah. Get in there, play around with the algorithm. We've got, an, <laughs> we've got an important podcast that people need to hear. Dan actually wants to get back into making beats again, so maybe your um, lover can help him. Oh, yeah. Get his name out. Yeah. Send them through. Yeah. I don't need that Dan. drama. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan's especially quiet with um, this Cara edition of the podcast. He I, thought, wanna... I was thinking he's quite chatty. Are you shy, Dan? I don't normally talk. You should listen to the old podcast. No. Yeah, I listened to every episode. Did you just to get ready? <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> so, do do you uh, let talk us through your experience, please, Cara, of um, returning from LA, smuggling drugs across. <laughs> Well, I was already in like a deeply emotional state because I had six flights cancel on me and I was going through the process of thinking I'm going to have to stay here for a month. Oh, damn. At the time thinking it was a month, but it would probably be longer. And so I was, and I also had to leave early and I was sad yeah. to leave. Yeah. So I had all these edibles as well. Like I bought so many edibles with me through customs <laughs> <laughs> and I was really high on the flight. So we knew that when the flight landed, we were going to have to um, go straight into a hotel. So we land, it's like six in the morning or something stupid like that. And they tell us that we have to go to baggage and wait at baggage with our luggage. So we end up going there and waiting for four hours until they figured out what to do because this thing it went into play at midnight. This new, everyone has, that's coming from overseas has to go into a hotel and we landed six hours after midnight. So we were the first guinea pigs. And no one knew what they were doing. So we shot and there's the army are everywhere. There's all these like teenage boys with guns and standing around just staring at us and we're waiting, no one knows what they're doing. And then they finally start shepherding us into buses. How high were and you at this point? I was, <laughs> I was so high that. that I couldn't speak. <laughs> when people were, <laughs> when people were to, I, I ate, I had this CBD THC chocolate bar mm. and the, the dose was two slices. I ate the whole thing. I think I had like four, like four servings of it, thinking it had just calmed me down, but it just made me mute. So when they were talking to me, I was just like looking at them like, I don't know how to respond to you. Mute is pretty calm. Also cops and army, like I was just mm. giving them nothing. And then we're in these buses and that's trying to socially distance everyone. So there's eight people on a giant bus. And then we just parked on the side of the road for another two hours and no one knew where we were going, including the driver. Fuck. <laughs> and there was this old couple that had come off a cruise ship and they were getting very angry old white people trying to figure out what hotel we were going to and if it was going to be to their taste. 
<laughs> and then we pull up at the Hyatt Regency and we're in these this weird line and they give us this piece of paper that's got all the rules on it that basically says if you leave your room, you get a $50,000 fine. Damn. Was rule eight, he's my uncle, not your conquest? <laughs> what? No, that wasn't a rule, okay. weirdly. Oh, strange. But they're still going, so you could probably request it. Mm. Um, Did you make any friends in the isolation? No, you're not allowed out of your room. You could, like, bang on the wall, though. And... There were some people that seemed to be behaving badly. Some, there, there's <laughs> been one suicide. Jesus. And um, there was one guy in Perth who escaped, well, escaped. He, he snuck out of the fire escape to go and see his girlfriend. And he had, like, jimmied it so that he could get back in when he'd finished having the sex. Yeah. And then he got caught coming back in and got put in jail. Damn. Why didn't he smuggle her into the hotel? Right? That's what I said. Dumb Way ass. easier. Yeah. Maybe she didn't want to go into the disease hotel. True. So what, what did you do for two weeks in the fancy hotel with no human contact? I had so much gummies. <laughs> so basically what I do, because I was still on Cali time, is I'd wake up really early at like four and um, I'd like mill around, talk on the phone, and then I'd do a workout and try really, really hard to wait till midday to, t- to eat a gummy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the afternoon would just melt away. Did you have to do like business calls? Yeah, I did a bit of business. Sell this, buy that. More bamboo. (laughs) It's more emails. There's probably some incoherent emails out there. (laughs) Shall I go back and read my sent emails over that time? But I I couldn't really, like, I didn't have any kind of ability to think much. It was weird. Just not having Mm. any fresh air. Yeah. And not being able to move. And so they just delivered you food? Yeah, so that you'd order room service just how you normally do in a hotel, but you weren't allowed to open your door straight away. You had to give them a few minutes to get away. <laughs> and your food would show up in bags, and then you just put your rubbish outside the door. And it went, so your rooms weren't serviced either. I didn't make my own bed in a hotel. Oh, yeah, of course. What the fuck? Yeah. That kind of defeats the purpose of a hotel right? room. I actually never want to stay in a hotel again. Yeah, I bet that probably soured the, yeah. the experience. And then, and then my flight to Melbourne got cancelled, but no one told me. So I show up to the airport in Sydney on my last day, and there's at four in the afternoon at Sydney Airport, there's not one airline staff anywhere. There's no one that works in the airport that's there. It's completely empty. Yeah. There's a few people around waiting for the one flight that was leaving that day to Melbourne. There was only one flight on the board. So one arriving from Melbourne and one leaving, but it was full, so I couldn't get on that. So I had to go and check myself into another hotel at the airport. <laughs> at your own expense this time. Yeah, at my you own got, expense. You got the bus to um, Melbourne. Fuck. Can you imagine? No it's like an eight-hour <laughs> drive in a car. I got the seven o'clock flight. Um, sorry. Did you, you come on that drive that we did, Todd? Which the one? Breaking week one. No, nah, I remember I, I couldn't, I didn't come. Oh, you were working at Cash Converters, so you couldn't come on the tour. Yeah, that's right. They wouldn't let me. No, I'm um, Dollar Dealers. <laughs> Fuck, I apologize for my role in, in the dollar, de- uh, dollar Dealers empire. Terrible place. Speaking of jobs and regrets, did you guys see the big news out of New Zealand today? Burger King. What? Well, yeah, Burger King and um, Burger King have 
what have they done? They're shutting down, right? They're fucked. Really? Yeah. Receivership, yeah. <laughs> which is which is really good apart from people's jobs. And yeah. NZME who are behind such media luminaries as the New Zealand Herald and News Talk ZB are cutting heaps of jobs. So I'm sorry about those people's jobs, but I'm also delighted that that fucking evil um, franchise is... This, they're, they're projecting that like 50% of their advertising revenue is going to be uh, withdrawn in the coming months. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. So I wonder what's going to happen with the media because you just like Metro and all that went under and is this like nothing left? Like the yeah. state is going to have to buy... Oh, that was Ballard Media, hey? Yeah. 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 So sure. that was like the listener and I mean, you know, not that I'm yeah. a big fan of any of those magazines, but still it's like media outlets you know surely aside from good people losing jobs surely advertising money coming out of the news media is a good thing right yes yeah because i I guess but don't you think it just might end up in a situation where you just end up with one paper one magazine you know like you just end up with just one thing left and or one company just buys the all of it so you sort of end up with... But it's kind of like that already now, isn't it? Yeah, no one... But I guess it could just be worse. They did that here in Australia with The Age. Like, they cut arts funding completely in The Age news. So there ended up being only one journalist that would cover all of the arts. Oh, damn, that's a hard job. In Melbourne, which is like an arts city. Yeah, well, the, the Herald's um, cut their entertainment uh, section, so I'm really going to miss finding out about what Lord posted on her Instagram... Oh, what was that thing that was in the Herald? It was like, it was a gossip column in the Herald. Oh, Pebbles and her mum? Nah, oh, ah. yeah, that one. But there was ah. another one as well. That, that, that was like an agony art thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's People right. Up. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Hooper. We were talking about her the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've done some talking about her on this podcast. <laughs> she, she's um she's animal rights activist nowadays. I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did I did want to hear other people's thoughts on this though, because on so on Twitter today I saw, because a lot of people were pretty happy to hear news about NZME, and then there was a retort from, I don't know what would you call them, soft cock leftists, who were like, oh, have compassion. Someone told me off and told me to have some dignity because I said, you don't have to let people browbeat you for being happy that uh, uh, a company that gives Mike Hoskin a platform is sinking. You, you're allowed to be happy about that. Mike um, Hosking. I haven't thought about him for years. Oh, man, I think about if him you, too often. Yeah, if you're in New Zealand, you can't help it. He's just fucking everywhere. But so... Did- like we, you can be sad that good people might be losing their jobs, right? But you can be, you can delight a little bit in. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because you know they'll get another job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there must be a lot of journalists looking for jobs right now. Maybe we can get some kind of intern for the um, show. Some kind of help for Dan. <laughs> Do, you you get- Do you reckon that maybe us starting the podcast was the tipping point that that? Um, destroyed NZME. Yeah, well, perhaps they saw the revenue pouring into our Patreon and they were like, oh, shit, <laughs> there's a new model for, for getting getting the, the news I out I reckon there. they were just like, there's a new show in town and we can't compete. We're getting out of here. Yeah, it looks like up. Yeah. <laughs> you need a morning show. 
fuck that. I get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, Dom thinks that people get sick because if they um, wake up before 11 a.m. It's true. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you know what happens is they want to stay up late, like everyone does, because you get all excited that they're staying up late. And then they get up at 8 o'clock in the morning and they're sick. I've seen... <laughs> You got okay. eight o'clock's quite late to get up. Oh fuck it! What time do you get up? Around eight. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I did get up at ten today, and it was unpleasant. This this deep into into um, lockdown, I'm still waking up before seven a.m. But yeah, you've me too. A, you've always had a problem like that. Problem. <laughs> Actually, you do get up really early, even if you've had a big yeah, this, night. Yeah. But that's why he. That's why he's in the chat at like eight New Zealand time from Utah. Yeah, which is six. Yeah, but he runs out of energy. That's why he gets up too early and he I, runs out of energy. I do run yeah. out of energy, so lockdown. It's really lethargic. I oh. remember when I used to live with you and you get stuck on the couch and you have to roll you off and. Hell yeah! Come on, come on, Todd. <laughs> Bloody four o'clock in the afternoon. I had something I wanted to talk about on the podcast that related to my laziness, but I can't remember what it was. Do you miss New Zealand, Cara? I miss New Zealand and like some aspects. I miss being like moldy, you know, like being seen and like being amongst my culture. And I miss my family, but I don't miss my like who I my life in New Zealand. It was so long ago. I think I left like eleven years ago. Fuck is it long? Yeah. Like I said in your intro, you're such a worldly woman, especially for someone with a provincial um, upbringing. <laughs> yeah. Like you might. <laughs> You might be the most worldly woman to ever come out in New Plymouth. No way. Who do, who do you reckon is more worldly? That's like affiliated with us. Or just any anyone <laughs> <laughs> from Taranaki. I don't know. I Michelle's that... pretty worldly, but she was born worldly. Who? She wasn't born in New Zealand. Michelle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually thought of her when I contemplated this earlier. Yeah. Um, but she's like Steph's your best. pretty worldly. Steph's between living between Russia and Dubai. These are all your best friends, though. Yeah. What about do, true? I guess Taranaki doesn't really have any luminaries that aren't rugby players. Are there any like big celebrities who come out of New Plymouth? Dan, can you have a look at that? Hmm. <laughs> don't want to. That we know. There was actually oh. one. Look at him acting Amy, up now Amy that we're Gale. making a little bit of money. Oh. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Melanie Linsky. Oh, yeah, she's quite worldly. She, well, she was in go. L.A. Yeah, and she was in big movies. She was. Yeah. Well, she was the biggest was... movie. Um, and is it In My Father's Den? No. No, that's Emily. Um, I know the one you mean, the Peter Jackson one. The one where the two girls hook up and then kill the girl's mum. Oh, uh, um, what was that called? Um, dogs but, dancing. But that was a down. New Zealand film. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah. It was Kate Winslet. But she, she was in Two and a Half Men, wasn't she? Um, was she in Two and a Half Men? Yeah, she was, was in she? some bullshit like that. She's been in a few sitcoms. She's in something called Parenthood. I think it's called Parenthood. Mm. I can imagine Dan being in a sitcom. What? what yeah, yeah. Or what's, his character. What's, what's Dan doing? <laughs> well, I guess it's a bit like a sitcom when you guys were living together. Dan, what's your star sign? What's my what? Star sign. Scorpio. Really? Scorpio. The listeners should see Kara's face right now. 
I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's blind, but it's blind. I mean, something. I do like Scorpios. What do you think that says about Dan? Cara? I just it was surprising to me that he is a Scorpio. It's surprising oh. to me too. Yeah, they never forget anything. Is that true, Dan? Um, they. You, you, you seem to hardly ever know what's going on. No, I don't. You seem to be constantly befuddled. I was They're so absorbers. surprised when I found out that you didn't smoke weed, Dan. When I first met you, I was like, that guy likes smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. My God, Dan, I've known you for so long. I know. From the getting... What's that? To living with Tim. <laughs> oh my God, Tim. Remember him? Who was Tim? What? I wonder what he does these days. Oh, was he the chef guy? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. This is, a, this is an interesting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think that listeners, <laughs> listeners want to know about Tim unless you want to go into great detail. That seems like a lifetime ago. It yeah. was, like 15 years, right? Really, really was. Back when I was a child, as a 21-year-old woman. God so what are you going to do? What's the next plans for your underwear business post-lockdown? Um, yeah, right? So it's actually thriving at the moment. I think people are bored at home and all they want to do is shop online. Um, I'm so you doing... Can, you can still new... shop online? Yeah, you can shop online. We're still shipping. Um, I've got a um, post office just down the road from me. So I walk the dog, because that's allowed, on my way to the post office, which is an essential business. <laughs> mm. And But I, I guess an interesting uh, point here is that, so your business is thriving at this time, and I think we've discussed in the last couple episodes the idea of value and what matters now. And having a business that means something, right? Mm. A business that has some values can retain value in a fucking during a global <laughs> pandemic. I think right? that's one of the things that'll come out of it is people sort of being forced to change the way they use the world mm. and the places that they choose to put their money. Yeah. I, it was already people are already doing that anyway. I have so many people who are so support like strangers, people I've never met before, that are so supportive, that have made, like, some of them, like, eight orders. Mm. And so many messages from people that buy my things just about how much they love the business and it's made it kind of, it's driven it. It's made me think, okay, cool, I can keep doing this. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where I've been like, God, this is so hard. Like, be bothered to keep going. Being a Gemini and changing my mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that connecting with people, right? Like, yeah. And I guess it's the idea, like, going back to what, what um, you know, exchange of goods and services was in, in its purest form was it was a personal exchange, right? Mm. And so um, I don't, like, I've, I've experienced it with music and I guess we, we experience it with this podcast as well is when it means something to someone that is when someone says something to you about it meaning something to them, that's when you're like, oh, this is why mm. this is the main reason for me to do this. Yeah. This is more important than uh, uh, creating an income or just any of the other reasons. Uh, the mm. personal connection is paramount. I wonder if some people never experience that though, way eh? Because I was like... Absolutely. You know, in like business. A, and, and in art. Like I think a lot of artists, yeah. like, 
they kind of get all huffy when they have to go and do something publicly that, you know what I mean, that's outside of what they would normally do or to get all weird if someone's sort of talking to them about what they do. And I always find yeah. that quite strange because it's kind of like, well, this is what, you know, this is what you're doing. This is what you're passionate about. Hmm. What would be one business tip that you would give? Let's say if Dan was going to start <laughs> up a hot dog stand. I think you just have to be brave and decisive. That's the only thing that's gotten me through. It's just like saying yes all the time. The first year, I just kept saying yes to everything. Even though I, was pro- I probably spent way too much money, I just kept sort of allowing things to happen yep. instead of making it. I, I grew too quickly, but it turned out to be a good thing. And how, did you, how did you fund it initially? I just saved. Yeah. Are you good at saving? Yeah. So you, you and Todd don't have that in common then? No. Hell no. Um, <laughs> I've gotten better though in the last year or so. Um, last year you were, was it LA Fashion Week they flew you over to? I did the LA Fashion Festival last year. To speak yeah. on sustainability? La-di-da. Yeah, I did like a, um, I had like a booth there and there. Yeah, it was weird. They had like this international um, side of it that was international businesses talking about how they implement sustainability into their business models. So I did that. That was something I said yes to that I probably shouldn't have. I just didn't and went and that was fun. Why shouldn't you have said yes to that? It was just sort of corny. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm really bad at... Being like fake. Yeah, you're. When I'm in situations where it's corny you're, and I don't like people. You're a pretty, sin- <laughs> you're a pretty sincere person for better or for worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. I could just see that the organize like as fun as it was to do it. I, if I sort of had known, if I'd been before, mm. I wouldn't have gone. It was, it's you know, just a, the sort of thing that they had was sustainability. And this year, before they cancelled because of COVID-19, their theme was diversity, which is obviously (laughs) black and brown people. And everyone that works there is a queer white man. Ah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're actually on on our podcast for diversity's um, sake. (laughs) Diversity quota. I get a lot of that. I'm just (laughs) just breaking it to you now. But I figured I could trick you into it because we're family. I mean, that's um, fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have employees? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, the French lady. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Ami. She's French and she's amazing. She put bad. I love her so much. She put, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. She put bad music on my Spotify, though. But apart. Yeah, she's got terrible taste in music. Apart really? from apart from that, she was awesome. <laughs> do you tell her that? She's, she should threaten to fire her if she doesn't fuck up her ideas with the music. I'm always scared that she'll move back to France. Really? Well, not, yeah. not, not now. <laughs> no one's going, no one's going she anywhere. She can't leave. No, yeah. She's the only one that knows how to do everything. Well, she it means I can leave. leave. It means I can leave and, and go away and she just looks after everything. Yeah. You, can. Well, you know Dan's actually looking for employment at the moment. You're going to move <laughs> to is. Melbourne, Dan? I'm surprised that you haven't moved here already. Move to, move, move to, lazy. Move to Melbourne, Dan, so... Moment. Move over there, over I'm here, there. so Cara can jet off for global dick appointments. <laughs> did you meet your um, Did you meet your lover in, at the LA thing that you went to? 
No, I met him in 2016 when I was in New York. Ah. So worldly. Yeah. <laughs> when I was just being worldly in New York. I was actually in New York because I'd just broken up with some other person. And we were meant to go to, do you remember Jane Simmons from New Plymouth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, so she. No, no, I don't. <laughs> they, they own like, they're, they're, they own Simmons Transport. They're like rich New Plymouth people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was meant to be going to her wedding in Bali with this other guy and then we broke up. So I went to New York instead and met this guy. And what, skipped so it all, out? It all worked out. Yeah. Did you skip out on the wedding as well? No, I went to the wedding right. on my way back. <laughs> was I, I there? Someone, I, I wish someone I know would get married. I want to do a wedding speech. I feel like it's like, you know, I'd be really good at it. Why don't you get married? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't have any money. I um, Crowdfund. I had to MC. <laughs> I had to MC my brother's wedding. Crowdfund. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to MC it. I'd be. I'm a terrible MC. Everyone always thinks that I'll be good, and then I get about halfway through, and they realise their mistake. No, I reckon. Too late. <laughs> nah, you you could MC a wedding. Just. But go. I, I can. I'm. You know, like I'm like Cara like that. You know, I can only be me. And it's, <laughs> it doesn't always go down that well. Yeah, but well, it goes down well with the people that matter. Especially yeah. when you're pissed. If the people mm-hmm. ask you to do it, then they obviously want your style. Can you see that, Cara? Is that Easter Bunny? It, no, it's from the Dominican Republic. It's clay. Its name's is Esteban. It? <laughs> you're gonna have to. Esteban's a very Dominican name. You're gonna have to mm. um, send me a picture of that. So, because you bring it up every episode, I'm gonna have to post it to the fucking well, I show people, Instagram. I show people different things. Is that um, related to that pig you showed the other this day? Is the, this is the pig. The, this pig's actually from Bali. Don't start playing it. All right. <laughs> it's a musical instrument, Cara. I was playing it last week, but Todd got, Todd got angry because I showed him up. I'll play one uh, of the other ones. I got pretty furious. Um, he did. At, at my brother's wedding that I emceed, when my dad started doing the speech, my other brother started slow clapping during it because it was going on a bit too long. At Regan's wedding? Yeah, you were there. And yeah, I was here. It was a bit difficult as the MC because I, I felt like, yeah, <laughs> very good, Dom. <laughs> this is such a beautiful sound. Um, Thank you. Lovely. Yeah, and as the master... I used to be a musician, you know. As the, <laughs> as the master of ceremonies of the wedding, it was a pretty difficult situation to kind of control when you had, you know... A, a brother slow clapping while your father's giving the speech and your brother's like signaling to you like the neck thing, like the cut it. It's like yeah. st- stop talking, Todd. No, he was he was trying to get me to cut off my dad's speech. Oh, true. What did you do? I just let it run, you know. So shut up, Dad. Gotta let it run. Yeah, I can't disrespect. Can't shut up, Uncle Brent. No, you can't disrespect. He's got things to say. Did he say cut a kid? Nah. He sang what song did he sing? He sang a song. That was mm. that was cute. That's right. Maybe you should get married, Dan, and I can do a speech. That's motivation. Aren't you engaged? Are you engaged, Dan? Me? No. Would this would this be your bridal party right here? Are you looking at your bridal party? Could be. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just get um Jared and Roy as well and then Goes the whole gang. <laughs> He still hasn't forgiven Jared for choking him out. Nah. Not, Who, not did Jared choke you out? Do you not know about this? <laughs> the listeners will be like, fuck, don't tell that story again. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to tell each guest. 
Yeah. Short answer, yes, he did. Why did he do it? That's a long answer. <laughs> he found out that Dan had been taking his clothes off and rolling around on his jujitsu mats when he was drunk. Did he have more kids? Jared. He's got yeah. like three, hasn't he? Yeah, three kids. Yep. Oh, wow. Damn. Three boys. How old's Jared now? Like 78? Yes, somewhere around there. He's yeah. the same age as you, isn't he, Todd? I think so. so. He's 39. Oh. He's younger than Todd. He's younger than me. Who else did we know? So what's Roy up to? What does he do with his life? Sandblasts. Cute. I think you need to give people some context. If so you want to talk Roy, Roy, Roy is Tech Swift. Okay. Tech Swift from so, RES. That, that probably is still isn't any context. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, that's pretty old news now, isn't it? <laughs> well, what's going on with New Zealand hip-hop these days? Uh, oh, no, that wasn't a New Zealand guy, but that guy, that he's, I think he's someone, but he lives in Brisbane, and he did that great, hilarious rap song about um, fighting. About fighting? Yeah, he was in Brisbane. He's in, lives in Brisbane. Was it was it like an earnest song where he's like, yeah. oh yeah, where yeah. he's talking about you shouldn't um like shank people. You should fight with yeah. your fist. Yeah, punch yeah. him in the face. Don't stab <laughs> him in the back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I could come back. You know, Dan, get the studio warmed up. <laughs> um, I know the guy you're talking about, but I I, I can't. Is he? Is he? Something like that. Yeah. 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 He's, he's right. cute. Um, New Zealand rap at present. There's some there's some cool things happening. Lots of bullshit. So I guess nothing's changed. Cute. Yeah. I reckon it's pretty good overall. Though I think it's really um, impressive um, how how everyone's kind of independent. Everyone is and how organised. Like yeah. Do you remember back in the day? Like it was everyone was so reliant on fucking other people and getting fucked over left, right, and centre. Are you sure that's not just an illusion, though? Because, you know, people probably thought we were organised and shit and we had our shit together, but we didn't, really. Yeah, but people are, like, going to America and Europe and recording and performing and... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm sure there's still sharks ripping people off, but... Well, I know for a fact there is. Yeah. No. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, like, not be slanderous in my old age. Mm. It's hard, though, Dan. It's hard. That picture of Chili is really cute. Do you like that? So yeah. for the listeners, there's a giant um, poster of my dog, who I miss dearly in the background. Do you know? Where's the dog? I share him with my ex, and it was her turn pre-lockdown. Um, well, you guys broke up. You broke up years ago, but oh, we're best friends sh- now. Dude, okay, cute. should I tell the listeners <clears throat> a story about me finding out about you guys breaking up, Dom? Okay, I don't even know what the story is. But you go okay, for so I've been friend, <laughs> I've been friends with Dominic for what feels like forever, which is probably what most of his friends say, even his new ones. Um, anyhow, and I've become <laughs> I've become quite good friends with Christina during their relationship, and one day she calls me, and she was just talking some some of her usual bullshit, like asking too many questions, um, <laughs> in, a, in a very in a very charming way, of course, and then she was like, Dom and I broke up. And my, I thought she was joking because I thought I would have thought it was Dom's responsibility to tell me that they're broken up. And um, my response was like, "Good, now I'll be able to watch the UFC at his house because she, because <laughs> she had not let us watch it one day." And then her tone. It wasn't just one day; it's like every time. Yeah, yeah, it was a few times, and her tone changed. And then she was like, no, Todd, we, we're actually broken up. No, Todd. And I think I was still carrying on with my, oh, well, good. 
can watch the UFC at Dom's house again. <laughs> <laughs> and I upset her a little bit. Well, because what happened was that she wanted us to both tell you that we'd broken up together. What, like, a, like, 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 fucking, down. like to ring you up and say, <laughs> Well, you're going to uh, take oh, me into your attorney's office to do it. Nothing's going to yeah. change. We still <laughs> know, love that's you. What, that's what I said. It was like, it's a weird thing to do. And it would always be like, when I'm stoned, and she'd be like, okay, we should tell Todd now. And I'm like, fuck off, I'm stoned. You'll always be our special boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt my world fell apart. Mm. Oh, everything's worked out now. Yeah, Still no. work together. Got new partners. Share a dog. Have you ever got her new boyfriend to fireman carry you? Nah, I'm getting close though. Oh, yeah. He's dating a fireman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He's like a hero. Superhero. Yeah. I think maybe it's just all a ploy because of Dom's because of Dom's disease. I used to always say to Christina, and perhaps this is what brought on the breakup. I was like, you know, you're gonna have to stay with Dom because someone's gonna have to care for him when he's old. And maybe she met the fireman and was like, "Well, I need someone strong to help to help me lift, <laughs> oh, lift me and stuff." Yeah, yeah, to carry her. About. Christina's pretty strong. Like one of her favorite things she used to like to do would be to push me, like because our bed there was like a sort of crack in between the wall and the bed, and she'd put, wait till I had really bad arthritis and push me into that crack and go, "Do you like it down there? Do you? Do you like it?" And I'd, I'd be, I did it, and I didn't like it down there, and I'd be stuck there. I couldn't get out. <laughs> Of course you and, be, and I would be, and, and this is like a young New Zealander of the year, just had me in that crack of the bed screaming at me. You should report it to the media. <laughs> we are they the They need only, to know the truth story. We're the only media left in New Zealand now. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the new media. Welcome to the yeah. future. Outer uh, abuse. Three fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Outer abuse. <laughs> oh, it's true. What's um, what's your what's your plans for the next few weeks, Cara? What are you gonna invest your time into? Well, I've got all this. So you know, how, I don't know if you know this, but the Australian dollar is doing really bad at the moment. Mm. And I've got all this new stuff that I've ordered, which I pay for everything in American dollars. Yeah. So I'm in the next two weeks. I'm gonna spend stalling my factory and paying it to see if it does better. But I'm also working on men's things. Do you want oh. to be my model? Um, how how naked do I have to be? Um, well, it's underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon this is, again, Dan's looking for work, so. Yeah, Dan's your guy. Maybe Dan can be an influencer. How many followers have you got, Dan? Seven. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon you need to get another five or six from this podcast. <laughs> what's, what's the men's stuff going to look like? I'm curious. I'm doing boxer briefs. Nice. And t-shirts. Let me let me work on this rig, and I'll I'll get back I'll get back to you in a few weeks. Do you do you three wear boxer briefs? Huh? Yeah. Do you use a dick flap? Yeah, yeah. No. You use a dick flap. I don't use it, but all my boxes have it. But do you use it? Nah, nah. You pull you pull it down. This is market research. Yeah. No one uses it apparently. No one nah. uses a dick flap. No, nah, it's just there. But it's kind of nice to yeah. have there. It's kind of comforting. <laughs> um, do you, I, I, I'd love. I wouldn't mind not having it. So you think about getting rid of the dick flap? Yeah. You'll revolutionise underwear. Uh, well, some people don't have them, but it's just more because I want mine to be like, um, trans friendly and all that. If, you know? if I model for you, all the comments on the IG post are going to be like, "Oh man, body positive, positivity." <laughs> and, Thank you yeah. so much. You're so brave. Yeah, and I'm gonna. <laughs> 
and I'm going to be like, that's fucking insulting. That's not what I'm in this for. I was hoping people were going to say I was sexy, but they will just like, oh. There's lots of comments like that on my bare Instagram. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Like, I wish I was as confident as you. Yeah. Really? <laughs> people yeah. say that. Pretty yeah. patronizing. Fucking hell. You're an inspiration. <laughs> have you have you met Christina? No. I feel like you two would really get along. Is she an Aquarius? Uh, I think she's Taurus. <gasps> I would get on with her. I love Taurus. I was thinking more because you're both into body positivity and you have similar sense of humor and stuff. But maybe well, I probably would get on because we're compatible astrologically. What's your star sign? Guess. Ooh. An Aries. No. Really. Hmm. A Pisces? No, nah, not even close. Okay. All right, tell me. Virgo. <laughs> God, Virgo. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yes, you are a Virgo. What do we guess? Like... You just guessed wrong. Do you know who else is a Virgo? Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Makes sense. Same, same, same. Mm, right? Exactly. I watched, when I watched the Beyonce documentary, I was just like, fuck, this makes me think of Dom. Yeah. <laughs> the entire time, I was just like, yeah. This is very... Well, that's what Dan used to say when I was, re- when I was recording. You just be at channel Beyonce, you know? <laughs> so I get, that's how I got that sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> of course. Your recording studio looks lonely, Dan. It is. It's no is that the same soundproofing stuff from when we lived together 15 years ago? No, definitely not. No. No, he's upgraded. Looks the same. I-, I love how talkative you've been in this interview, Dan. Oh, it's super the l- talkative. The does he ever talk? Oh, normally he doesn't say anything. Yeah, we. I thought you were talking more because it's me, Dan. Don't you miss me? He's an enigma. He forbid me to talk. Yeah, we don't really <laughs> let him. Well, sometimes you get carried away, fucking rabbiting on about getting stuck in some room when you're on acid and hey. doing its <laughs> virtual reality. Hey, Dom, something we hadn't mentioned that I thought of today. You started a publishing company. Oh, yes, yes, I did. So you're not the did only you? fucking business owner around here? Yeah. So that, is that the company that published your book? The, uh, the poetry book, yeah. So you own that company? That makes it sound more grandiose than it is, but yeah. So you own that company and, and I ordered the book and you didn't sign it? Yeah. Hey, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell it's Dom's company because uh, he came over and visited and he gave me a book. And then I ordered a different book and he sent me, instead of the book I'd ordered, the book he'd already given me. So I had two copies <laughs> of this other book and I was like... In my, in my defence... I was like, I'll oh, Beyonce. I'm not in charge of the postage. That's um, <laughs> Sam, who's, who's lovely, but he... Um, it's fired. What's going on. What's that? It's fired. Well, well he, we own the business together. Oh, okay. Didn't you sell out? Sell out? Yeah. Of books? Yeah. But then we made more. Yeah. You know, sold out of the, of the first round. Yeah, and the second run. That's great. On the third. Congratulations. His, his, yeah. his publishing company is a fucking, like, bulldozer. They'll run out of books, but they'll just keep bulldozing forward, make more books, sell yeah, them. Don't give a fuck. A juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I wonder if mine was a first edition, unsigned. <laughs> well, you know what happened was that... A whole bunch of people ordered them and wanted them signed and special pictures drawn. And so I did that. It took me fucking, like, there was like 200 of them. Then they 
Sam sent them out to the wrong people. And so, like, not only was it not what they wanted, but it had, like, other people's names. I would like that, though. That would amuse me. It's kind of like a um, lottery. Yeah. I guess it's authentic, eh? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Getting the real fucking Dominic experience. That personal... S- it's like when you buy a second-hand book and it's got notes in the margin. Mm. Yeah. It's that personal slash impersonal touch because the, <laughs> the book is for a different person. <laughs> if you want to support dyslexics, you know, that's what it's going to be like. Is Sam a dyslexic as well? No, he's oh, actually okay. super onto it. I don't understand what's going on with the mailing thing. <laughs> um, he gets cagey when I bring it up. <laughs> Um, he does such a good job of everything else, I just sort of feel like I'll leave it. Oh. But he's really diplomatic, which is good, because we had a, um, a, an argument or a, a disagreement with someone, and I was like, fuck that motherfucker, fucking... And then he was like, don't worry, just calm down. And then he rang them up and talked to them, and everything was fine. Do you know Scorpios are renowned to be great writers? Writers? Mm. Have you heard Dan's beats? That's, that's why you need your boyfriend to hook Dan up. Mm. <laughs> 2007's coming back. What's Are you going to write a book and get it published? You could get it published through Dan's, Dan's memoirs. Why life is a meth addict. <laughs> coming out the other end. Just a lot of talk about sitting in, um, sitting in, a, in someone's bedroom. I can't participate in this meth addict shit knowing full well that um, Dan's mum listens to this podcast. But he's come out the other side. It's a tale of redemption. Yeah, I guess. Of strength. Everyone kind of likes that, eh? It's the only fucking homeowner here. She's got nothing to Does be your mum remember of. me? Does she ask about me often? All the time. Cute. Actually. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, she'll, she'll remember now. How long have we been going for, Dan? Are we wrapping it up or what's happening? Yeah, it's about an hour. About an okay. hour. Damn. It's been an hour already. Mm. Yeah, it just flew Nearly. by. Any, Is there anything, anything else you want to bring up on the podcast? Car. To our 20 listeners? 20 listens. Wow, that's a lot of listens. It's actually, Spice it's actually undies. more than that. Don't sell enough short. We're actually fucking large. Thousands. Large. Thousands of people. We're the biggest podcast in New Zealand right now. It's a juggernaut. How do you feel about the Prime Minister? Um, we talked about this before. I guess we're like good and bad, but mostly good. I think she's doing a, a really good job with this um, situation, but I think she's also in a party full of neoliberal scumbags. Mm. We don't care about poor people. Yeah. So there's only so much she can do. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to figure out how much she sort of drunk the neoliberal Kool-Aid or if she, if she had free reign, if she would do it differently because she did used to be a socialist. and Yeah, if, if you were once a socialist, I guess like there's this thing about like having skin in the game, right? And how much your socialist or working class politics will stick with you. Because if you don't have skin in the game, then you might be able to fucking lay them by the wayside and, you know, move into a different area. But if you were truly, like, if you truly believed in those ideas, can, I don't know, it's hard to imagine them leaving you, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. But I guess it might be the other thing where you like, <coughs> that sort of um, pragmatism that a lot of neoliberals have where they're like, this is the way it is, you know, mm. I just make the most of the situation and... Um, I don't know. It's hard to know. But I mean, I feel super lucky that she's in charge right now than rather you than know, the other the other drop kicks we had previously. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of dead New Zealanders otherwise. Yeah, I guess like, and then that thought that there is something to be grateful for in New Zealand politics is like a lot better than a lot of countries can say, right? 
and just even for New Zealand, like when was the last time you felt like that about anyone in power in this country, you know? Mm. Um, I think New Zealand's like a hot topic at the moment. It's made people like consider New Zealand as a country that is worthwhile and listening to what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed when I traveled, like when we were in the States and stuff, when people found out you're from New Zealand, they. I love Jacinta. I love her. Oh, this is, this I, is... don't, like, I don't love her. I wish I did love her. Like, I, I really appreciate her. Mm. I think it's because she called her child to her. But you don't, need, yeah. you don't need to love her, though. I don't think that's. that's... I want to. I try. Mm. But the cult of personality is <laughs> dangerous, you know? True. What's John Key's son up to these days? Max. Seems like his DJing career didn't really take off the way I, no, I, I expected that, it to. Dom, Dom did That's a poem about him sabotaging his fucking... Yeah, he never recovered from that. His, his dreams. <laughs> it was both of our heights, me and Max. Maybe he, maybe he found out that Damaris from Coco's Cantina was conspiring with me to kidnap him that time. <laughs> um, you're, you're definitely on some kind of watch list. The, the new podcast is great because I've decided that um, there's amnesty on all like kind of crimes that aren't murder or anything that sort of serious. So uh, we can yeah. talk about anything now. Oh, which I should go back to. Last week I talked about um, how Louis and I might have been accessories to a crime. And then the, the <laughs> day after the podcast, there was a post in our um, community page of the car we helped the criminal jumpstart. And someone was like... <laughs> someone, you helped someone steal a car. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising. Did you, you would have done it even if you knew oh, they were stealing So you know it. what's the, the kicker, Cara, is that Babs implored us to go outside oh. and help this guy. <laughs> you upset about that? No, no, she's fine. Okay. Sweet, should we wrap this up? Yeah, well, everyone's admitted all their crimes and um, the authority's going to... Oh, we've got heaps more crimes to dr- drag out over this, um, this season of podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking crimes that Dan's been doing too. Yeah, well. I'm a drug mule, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Yeah, drug mule. <laughs> but we'll do it again. That, that, that falls. That falls under the amnesty blanket. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Cara. It's, it's, nice it's exciting you. that you're like a, um, this amazing businesswoman now. It's exciting that you're an amazing businessman. Yeah, I think your business might be slightly more successful than mine. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm really interested in the content you produce. I'm in, I'm in the poetry business. Yeah, the one about Channing Tatum. It's quite a low ceiling. <laughs> hey, should I do the poem now? Speaking of poems, um, well, the Channing Tatum one. No, there's another. There's a new. We'll poem. go and we'll we'll oh. let Cara go and we'll do the whole intro, including. Oh, she poem. might want to hear the poem. Um, okay, I'll listen to the poem. Right, yeah, stay on then if you want. Okay. All right, the days. Now the days are unemployed, they turn up at lunch. Don't even bother to introduce themselves, face masks and track pants. We sit around in bed, on the couch, on the deck, waiting like shadows for the sun. No small talk now, just distraction and doom. And I ask the days, why is nothing like the movies even this? And they say, because they edit out the stitching that holds a life together, the staring into empty fridges, empty phones, cleaning half your room, falling on your bed with a book you'll never finish arguing about things no one cares for, dreaming of a cliché fiction where you're the hero of all universes. And it goes on like this until 4am when the days leave me alone in bed thinking about death.